Hello and welcome to Let's Talk More Confidence, a podcast dedicated to providing you the knowledge to be more confident in your wellness journey. I'm your host, Aaliyah Irvin, a movement and wellness coach here to guide you in the journey. An open conversation with our community about health and well-being. Movement and wellness are sold as products, but it's a journey. Together, let's grow into a state of being more confident in who we are and where we want to be. Let's get ready to dive into today's topic. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Aaliyah Irvin, and welcome to today's podcast. We are starting our running series today, and today's topic will be on, drum roll please, how to start running. There can be tons of questions about how to start. What do I need to run? Why do I feel like I'm out of breath? Always. How often do I run? We will cover all that and more in today's episode. So let's dive in. It's important to know why you are running. What is the purpose? Is it the best way to burn calories because you want to run a race or because you enjoy running and want to get back? Knowing why you are doing it is important because if you are doing it for an external reason, you are more likely to quit. When I start running cross country in the ninth grade, I did it because my coach said so. At that moment, I hated going to practice. So I quit and I went to become a cheerleader. (laughs) I went to cheer practice. And after one day at practice, I realized I was not good at cheer. So the next day, I was back at cross-country practice, and I found an internal joy, primarily because I was good at it, and I wanted to be the best. So I want you to sit down, give it some thought, and write out, why are you running? Great. Now you know why you want to run. Next, we need some gear. I love swag. So you want to find some comfortable clothes and you want to make sure that you're dressed for the weather, not dressed to be the best. I mean, you could dress for the weather and dress to be the best, but being more comfortable and dressing for the weather is more important. So in the summer, I want you to grab some moisture wicking clothing and that will help keep you dry from all the sun and the sweat you also want to make sure that your clothing should be loose and comfortable think of it like wearing breathable layers because when things can be tight and sticky you can get the worst case of road rash from your clothing And you do not want that. Think of in the spring wearing long sleeve shirt or jacket. 
And you can also have this in the fall. And as the seasons continue to change, you want to start adding some more layers. A fleece jacket and a hat and some gloves in the winter. So if you run coat like me, though, think many, many layers to be worn. So I personally wear a, a tank top, a t-shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a fleece or some kind of warm jacket, and then um, a vest. And I wear uh, fleece lined tights to keep my legs warm. And somehow it's still not enough. <laughs> but moving on from clothing, let's jump into running shoes. So running shoes come in all types of different styles, such as neutral, stability, and motion control. So you're probably asking yourself, which ones do you get? I always suggest going to a local running store to get a fitting. At a local running store, usually they have great perks such as 30, 90 days, risk-free returns and you you're going to want that this means you can try the shoes on and if you don't feel great you can return them so a neutral shoe is for runners who have a typical pronation when they run now runners who have a over pronation their feet tend to roll inwards you want a stability or motion control shoe so local stores typically will have you run or walk to check out your running gait to see what fit is the correct shoe for you so i would say get on google find a local running store and go check them out for your shoes and all you want to be comfortable in your gear this will keep you having fun and comfortable on your run. Now, I will say we are ready to hit the pavement. But before we do, we must, I can't stress this enough, warm up. Walking before you run is considered a warm up. I would suggest walking at least a half a mile. That's two laps around a track, or you can do some dynamic stretching. If you want, you can check out some great examples of a short warm-up routine on my YouTube page or my IG page, and I will make sure to link those in the show notes for you. The reason we warm up is because warming up helps the body increase blood flow to the muscles and it raises your body temperature. So it's basically preparing your body for the work that it's about to do. So when you start running, you feel less out of breath because your body's systems is ready to go. Other benefits include reducing muscle soreness, check. Mitigates injury, check. Your joints are loosened up, check. And you have a brain-body connection for the work that is about to be done on the run. So after your warm-up, you should start off running slow. 
think of it as a process. Most people like to say it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So basically, we are not going to run far or fast overnight. I highly suggest starting off doing interval running if you're brand new to running. See how far you can run at a comfortable pace. It could be a quarter of a mile or less. Do not stress over the distance. When the run becomes a little more than slightly uncomfortable, begin your walk. You want to walk until you have almost caught your breath, but not wholly. On a number scale from 1 to 10, where 1 is doing nothing and 10 is being totally exhausted, you should run until you're at about a seven or eight and then you want to walk until you reach a three to four as you continue running slightly tired your body will start to learn how to adapt during runs try not to pant and I know this is going to be difficult but panting will make you feel like you are short of breath You want to try to get as much oxygen into your diaphragm as possible. So there's a a few ways to breathe. You can breathe in your nose and out the mouth. You can breathe in the mouth and out the mouth. That equals more panting. So I say try breathing in the nose and out the mouth. Once you get the hang of it, you can try breathing in through the nose and out the mouth at the same time. So you can keep practicing your breathing while sitting in your bed, strength training, or meditating. When you are out of breath, slow down. And I want you to start concentrating on breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. The more you practice this, the better you will get, I promise. So over time, you should be able to run further before you reach your discomfort level. Once you can run close to a mile, I suggest downloading an app that will help you with your training. There are a few running apps. I personally love to use the Nike running app. I used it to train for my first half marathon. Now, the next question you might have is, how often should you run now that you've started running? Many runners like to run every day or most days of the week. I would suggest running two to three times per week. Think in lines of consistency and quality runs over quantity. Running more just does more damage to the body. I remember the first half marathon I signed up for. I was out there. I was out. I was so out of my element. (laughs) When I signed up, the furthest distance that I've had run so far as an adult was a quarter marathon 
So that's uh, 6.55 or something like that. And in college, I was a sprinter. So I was panicking a lot about my upcoming race, which was months away. I was running damn near every single day, <laughs> every day. Running high mileage to be prepared for the race. And the closer I got, the more my shins started hurting. Your shins are located right in the front of your legs, underneath your kneecaps, and between your ankles. So as I progressed through my training, I had to start wearing compression sleeves. And even on my race day, because of the shin splints I had developed during my training. I had ran two halves one month apart that year. And they both felt awful. So the next year, I ran another half. And I had a goal to run a sub two hour half marathon. So I switched my whole training plan. I only ran three days a week. And every week I told myself to trust the process. Aaliyah, trust the process. It's okay. Trust the process. I was so nervous that I was not getting enough miles. And that my long runs weren't fast enough. Because I had slowed down to under a minute to a minute and a half under what my pace would be. So I purposely ran them at a slower pace. And guess what, y'all? Guess what? I achieved my goal of sub two. And my run felt amazing. It was cold, very cold. But I felt strong and at ease when I crossed the finish line. And I did not get injured. Another big note to cross train. So cross train is lifting weights, swimming, biking, walking, whatever is your enjoyable pleasure. I will go into more details on cross training on future podcasts. Another tip to mitigate injuries is finding a suitable surface to run on or switch between surfaces to protect your legs. Concrete can be hard on your feet and your legs. So running on other surfaces such as grass, dirt, sand, gravel, and even track surfaces. Running in sand and gravel can give your feet and legs a different feel. And when I say different, I mean tough. It can also change the difficulty level of your run. Trail running and beach running are hard AF. When you're out there killing it on your runs, I want you to remember this. You will have days where you won't kill it. During those days, it's okay to slow your pace down And it's okay to walk. When your body needs a break, it will let you know. Walking during runs is normal. I wanted to say that slow. And I want to repeat it. Walking 
during runs is normal. You are not starting from the beginning. Walking, walking during runs won't set you back and neither will missing a few runs. Listen to your body. It is intuitive and it knows what it needs. Now you are out there running. What do you do now? First, you can make a running related goal. For example, do you want to increase your speed, distance, run a race? Be sure to make your goal attainable and realistic. Don't expect to go from an 11 minute mile to a seven minute mile overnight. Increasing speed takes time and genetics plays a factor into how fast you can get. I suggest making a short-term goal six to eight weeks away. In that time, you can get seconds faster, you can run a couple of miles further, or prepare yourself for your first 5K. So before I let you go, to get ready for that first amazing run, let's recap. Number one, know why you're running. Number two, get the comfortable running gear. Number three, warm up before you run. Number four, start running slow. Number five, practice your breathing. Number six, Find a training plan. Number seven, run consistently. Less is better. Number eight, cross train. Be a beast in the gym. Number nine, switch surfaces. Number 10, it's okay to walk. And number 11, make a go. Now go out there and have fun. I'll be here on the next episode where we talk about running safely. Until the next time.